can hear you. Everything's good. You can hear me? Really? What's going on with that? wonder why that's... Uh, should be good. Let me see that. Let me just make sure that's flipped up. There we go. Is that good? You can hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, okay. Now I can. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, I think the mic was shut off. So, all right, this is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. Podcast is brought wait, to you wait. by... Oh, look are at we this. recording? Yes, we are. No, wait, one more, one more. Yeah, okay, I'm ready. We're going. This is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Hustle Butter Deluxe, and Waterloo Tattoo Workstations. We're down here at the 2014 Ink and Iron Show with uh, Selling Clothing, talking to one bad motherfucker. Thanks, dude. Who's been in BMX and around fucking crazy shit for a long time. A guy who I've seen since BMXing as a kid and, and, and growing up on that shit. Rick Thorne, man, I, I appreciate you so much uh, coming and sitting down with me today. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks. I'm no, stoked. Yeah, my, hell yeah. My pleasure, man. Like I said, I've seen the stuff, you know, over the years I've seen you BMXing and I've seen what you've done, you know, through the media and all that shit also after that. These days you got a band going on. I do. What, yeah. what, tell me about that, man. How did that all come about? Well, I, being around music so much, like your whole life, like... We grew up as a kid, like, who doesn't like music, right? Mm -hmm. Music's universal, like, everyone loves music. All different types, styles, whatever. And I did Warp Tour for 14 years. I did it about 12 years before I got to play on it. Mm -hmm. And always being around music, always carrying myself as a musician, in a sense. Creating my own style at BMX. Like, I created the Biker in Black, a character influenced by Johnny Cash, which was a musician. And I always just fantasized about being a musician, even as a little kid. I just didn't know where to go. I wasn't. I didn't grow up like in a family of musicians or uh, in the entertainment industry at all. So it just happened at the time. Uh, BMX was giving me a lot of grief. Yeah. The industry was pretty heavily about a lot of their own personal jealousy. They they didn't realize, and I'm just going to drop it. They didn't realize a lot of those guys that I make money from all different areas. I'm an entertainer. BMX was my start, but to me, BMX was always an expression mm -hmm. similar to music. Right. Now, I'm still a BMXer. I will always be a BMXer. But I started the band because I felt like people misunderstood me. Yeah. And when I look back on it now, it's not so much that they misunderstood me. They were jealous. Yeah. And my mom always used to tell me that when I was a kid, that people were going to be jealous of me because of my personality. But I never believed her. That's what happened to BMX. So I felt like, okay... There's a whole industry coming after me because I did cribs, it's in a video game, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what, dude? Like, I pursue those things. Sure. And I go after them and I dream and I pull that energy to me. So, in reality, I don't think I'm any better by any means, but I needed, I felt like I needed a voice because my tricks weren't enough to get my point across because mm -hmm. I was pretty pissed off. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a lot of friends of mine, and this is the past, dude, but I'm just telling you a story. Sure, yeah. A lot of people in the past that were friends of mine for 20 plus years creating this thing about me that wasn't true. And so I figured when I started a band, I didn't want to call it my name because then I felt like everybody was going to be like, oh, here's another athlete trying to be a musician because people knocked that down. Yeah. Because to be quite honest with you, not a lot of them are good at it. <laughs> right. Okay. And for me, I play music like I'm riding a bike. I go for it. I give it my heart. I give it my gut. And I'm, it's, an ex it's therapy for me. Mm -hmm. 
But at the time, I called the band Good Guys in Black because that stood for people that look a certain way, they, they are misrepresented or misunderstood out of other people's own personal projection or envy or jealousy or things they didn't pursue. And I did that for like six years and I had a rough time keeping musicians. All right, I'm gonna answer this long version. And basically like, I came to the conclusion that it was time for me to change it from Good Guys in Black to Rick Thorne. Um, my buddy Justin Coppolino, he's on the show Tattoos After Dark. Me and him are buddies, so he's always in the band with me. He has his own musical career, it's all love, but I learned to just hire musicians sure. now. So that's, to answer in the long yeah. version, I went through a lot of personal like emotion, dude. Like, I mean, my, my love was BMX, and it was almost like what I used to fight for, and now I felt like I was fighting against. Hmm. But I wasn't gonna cower down, I was gonna like, okay, cool. It's time to do what the music that you've always wanted to do, all that shit right now. That's how you deal with adversity, you hit it head on, right? You do, and like, and like, it did affect me, bro, like that whole time of my life. But I kept, I never, people ask me all the time, like, do you still ride? And I'm like, dog, like, yeah, of course. Like, that's, I'm a Jedi at riding, man. I've done it for 30 years. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, I still ride. But there's other things, I, I figure this, dude. Your life is only so long, mm -hmm. right? right? You only have so much time, and you only have so much energy to burn. Live all your dreams. Yeah. Do you absolutely, know what I'm absolutely. And I'm living it now as a musician, and it's freaking rad, dude. Yeah. Stoked. Yeah. Oh, I like it, man. And I saw a clip on. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before we came on and started recording the uh, the summer meltdown. And I saw I saw you play, and it is that. It is just that. It's just that, man. You put it. You put your heart into it, and the emotion in that comes through. You know. It does. So it does. And I'm glad that things happened the way they did. I mean, it, I may may have never started a band, and that's always even before bike riding. Mm -hmm. That was. My, I mean, I I got even more plans for myself. I've just got so many other goals in my life sure. I want to do. But the reality is, is that I'm glad it happened, and I I wish that it wouldn't have affected me so bad emotionally. But you gotta understand, man, we were from the early days. We helped shape it for these new cats. Yeah. And then you have these new cats trying to clown you. You're like, yo, what? Like, <laughs> I've been around the block, motherfucker. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, yo, I don't, I, don't, I don't represent you. I represent me and what I'm doing. Right. And if we can't come all together and ride bikes and like be cool with it, then man, come on now. What's the biggest misconception people have about you? Uh, I think the, the biggest misconception is, I don't know if it's a misconception, but I think what's worked against me and for me is my personality. Mm -hmm. Hands down, people get intimidated by that. They they get they. But I don't care anymore. Like I let it. I went through a phase where I'm like, okay, I'll detune a little. <laughs> I won't be as hyper. But I did learn to turn it off and turn it on. Sure. In the early days of X Games. That's and, maturity. That that comes is. with maturity, and that comes with your audience and seeing who's around and and absolutely. Yeah, I think I think I think like I was. When we first started, we were all anxious to make names for ourselves and brand ourselves and be known. And we've been riding years before X Games came along. And we were like, you know, we want to we want to make a living at this. And, and we, I bust tables for seven years riding bikes, right. man. You know what I'm saying? And so in my mind, I was like, then I was probably a little bit always on. I always felt like I had to entertain. Sure. But now it's like I know when to turn it off. And then when I turn it on, I can really turn it on and turn it back off. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a misconception, but I think that like, I don't know how people look or think or perceive me. I would like to think they look at me as like a person that never gave up because that's who I am, mm -hmm. is that I'm, I'm a real positive individual. Um, sometimes your emotion gets clouded and, sure. and you got to get rooted back to the ground. So yeah. I'm glad things happen the way they did. Yeah, know? one one thing uh, 
I, for a lot of years, I struggled with what I was going to get on my knuckles, and I got best luck because Sweet. I believe that whatever happens to us, we can't necessarily manipulate it. And so whatever happens is the best. If you can figure out how to flip it on the positive, I also have a big-ass Chinese char characters on my side awesome. at about two feet long that say one represents, uh, one is Christ. It means crisis, basically, t literally translated. But the top is danger, the bottom is opportunity. Where there's a crisis or the crux of a situation or danger, there's an opportunity to turn that to a positive thing. Yeah. And I fully agree with that. And I there think is. that... The thing, you know, whatever you went through emotionally, whatever the bullshit that you had to deal with during right. that time made you who you are today. Right. And it, it inputted into what you have going on. It does. And, you know, if you take, like for me, it's like musically it was about taking a negative, making it a positive. Mm. But then I learned about also, too, about a lot how our mind works and how the subconscious works. And what you think of is what you get. What you say is what you get. Mm -hmm. And so if you keep thinking of the past, because that took me a while to get over it. Yeah. You think of the past, you got the past. You think of things how things used to be, then then that's the way things used to be. You think of this, you think of that. So I, I'm just stoked that, like, through all of this, music's been so therapeutic. And to, like, really learn about some behaviors about myself that probably I wanted to change. Not the fun side. The fun side's still there. It's the, it's the other things that weaken you, you know? And so so to me, man, it's cool. Like, mm -hmm. like when you know who you are, the thing is, is I, here it is. I let the criticism bother me mm -hmm. when I should have let it roll off my back. And that's one thing I've learned now is I just touche. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, Absolutely. But at the time, it was hard, bro, because it was like your whole industry. And that was your family, dude. And that was yep. who you thought was your family. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that's my safety zone. And then now that happens. Where do you go? You right. pick up a microphone, dude. <laughs> right. You when, do you, when do you write most of your music? Hey, what up, dude? Uh Okay, I write, and I, and I want this to be positive. I don't want to dwell on that, but I yeah. wanted to tell you, let you know what sparked the reasons why I wanted to start a band, and right. it was the right time to, so it's cool. Um, I write the best time to write music is a place where I'm at peace. Mm -hmm. What I mean is when my mind is clear, and that's riding my bike down the street. Mm -hmm. I ride through Sunset and Hollywood 10 miles a day, right? And I ride with my headphones, and I've wrote so many songs because that's you got to find a place where your spirit feels free and you feel your mind and you have nothing bothered you, no, no, no pressures of life right. that we put on ourselves. And when I'm riding, I just feel free like a 12-year-old again. And I just feel like my my creativeness opens up. Mm -hmm. But it could be different. It could be joking with a buddy. Yeah. I got a hook. Right. Or it could be driving. Or I just think of music, if you overthink it, you're going to complicate it and then it's hard to ride. Sure. Yeah, no, you know I, I mean? there is something about being on a bike. And I... I've ridden bikes a lot, you know, a lot of dude, years, yeah. and I talked about I had I do this podcast also weekly, and I had Big Island Mike on on the oh, show. Oh, that's my homie, dude. Right, and yeah. he, bad motherfucker. And the the first the first show we were gonna do, I had to I had to reschedule it because I didn't have a piece of equipment that I needed. And um, before that, my wife calls me. She's a massage therapist. She needed sheets, extra sheets at her office cover her table for a client and she had forgot him at home and I was like fuck I got like it's two and a half miles away I got my I had a mo Sunday Model C tricked out super fun 24 inch and I was like, I'm just gonna mob down there throw yeah. that shit in a backpack and fucking haul ass go for it and I was booking it and I see these two kids right on their BMX bikes right and it's a weekend or it's a 
it must have been during the summer because uh, there wasn't any there wasn't any school going on, and they were out. You could tell those kids were out creeping around looking for some fun to do on their BMX bikes, and I was out hauling ass through this on this beautiful day. And I mentioned it to him. I said, "Isn't there something cool about riding your bike?" Not thinking about nothing, right? Pedal until your fucking lungs hurt. You know? Oh no, it's the best. And like you, you're listening to music, and now I pedal around listening to my own music. Yeah. it's badass. Like, no, there, there's no, there's not a feeling to it. I mean, you know, us riders and riders out there, anyone that, you know, everyone's got some place where they go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it's a positive place because any of the other stuff you go isn't very positive. And basically, there's just something about riding a bike down the street that, like, for me, it's just always. That's what I used to dream. You know, in Kansas City. Yeah. Bernadette, get over here. He Come on, us. Bernadette. Come How many Jamesons have you had? Only. Damn it. What? I've, o- I've only had two. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Drank it. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you? Shit. Wash it down. Yeah. That is oh, good. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how you wash down a burrito. Totally. Oh, you know that? That's how Jesus wants it. I did it with the Monster Energy. Sponsor plug, Hollage Boy, yeah, bam! <laughs> Rockstar, here do you drink? Oh my god, boom! Eat the Pearl Tour. There you go. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these two motherfuckers. This is what's up. This is what I like because you guys, you guys hang, hang around. You guys I hang mean, around with each other a little bit, right? I follow them around sometimes. Yeah. yeah I follow on Instagram. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't keep up with her. Say your name. Bernadette. Uh, last name, hello. Macias. Oh my god. That means brave little bear. No that shit. Means brave little bear. Oh, yeah, it does. You're more like a lion, though, dude. <laughs> what? Yeah. Watch I like out for it. her later. She starts socking you in the shoulder. Yeah. And once I have a few Jamesons, then it I comes tend out. to hit instead of hug. Yeah. In a very loving way, of course. Sure. No, no. I got three letter word. Run! <laughs> oh, my goodness. With these little hands, I don't hurt anybody. You hurt me, man. But then again, you know. When was the last time you guys fought? <laughs> Ooh, that was close. Ooh, that was close. I've never cut somebody. I've never done that. You're gonna undercut me. I love you, but wait. Say it again. Just take it. Don't fight it. (laughs) That's what he said. Wait, wait. Take it. Don't fight it. That's cool. As long as it's not a, as long as they don't hit me on my chin. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thanks for stopping in. We appreciate it. I'm gonna grab a drink. Yeah. Okay. I love you. I love you. No homo. No homo. Motherfucker. I'm a woman. Oh, my bad. I'm just kidding you. You look great. At it's Miss Murder. Her. Go I, follow. Love, I love her. She's you are, seriously Bernadette. I love you. <laughs> At it's Miss Murder, man. I would get married, but I already did that three times. I'm done. Three times? Yeah, I'm done. Wow, I'm on my second. I like it. Marriage is good, but it's just not my deal. I mean, yeah. not in a bad way. It just ha- or maybe it is, and I just haven't met the right person. Who knows? But, sure. Yeah. But you're, when when did you get? Okay, totally. Going, moving ahead, on to new subject. Take it somewhere else. When did you, when did you get this "Stay Rad" tattoo on your chest? I just got that the other day. It's still scabbing a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. I was thinking it was fresh. Yeah, um, I got that a uh, week ago, maybe if that. Justin did it, my buddy Justin. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that's my whole deal. That's the whole thing I'm doing. Like with everything I'm putting, everything behind, and everything I do. You know, I just started coming up with this little not a hashtag or anything, but just like a whole way of life. Of like, I grew up riding. And in the 80s, rad was real big, dude. Yeah. And so, like, I've always carried the word. And I was just like, nobody uses that word rad anymore, you know? So I just came. They always think of the movie BMX, rad. Yeah. Which well, is cool. I, which I is use cool. it. I'll say shit like that on Instagram. I'll see some cool tat, and I'll be like, rad. And I, I feel a little bit weird. You know, it, it, 
ages me. I mean, it shows like yeah, you know a little bit. Totally, yeah. I yeah. think it's good. I'm think I think I'm gonna bring back tubular. That would be sick. I'm gonna bring back boss. My mom used to say that's boss. Hey, you know what is another good one? Mint. That's mint. mint. That is. What if you put the? What if you put uh, East Coast and West Coast together? Wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. Yep. That's the one, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's the Midwest. Wicked awesome or sweet. 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 That is a good one, too. First time I heard a dude say sweet, he was from Iowa. He came, because I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh -huh. He came from Iowa. He's like, sweet. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's rad, dude. That ain't sweet. Sweet's a candy bar. That ain't no candy bar. Yeah. That's rad. That's but then rad. I say sweet now. <laughs> sweet. I thought I was real weird, though. Sweet. What kind of what kind of stuff do you like to write about for music? Like what kind of uh, topics? Topics, yeah. Uh, every song's different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like some songs are about having a good time. Some songs are out of frustration. Some are relationships. Yeah. I just read a new song called "The Fire Inside," and it's basically a, a song about realizing that you don't have to settle for less in anything you do, especially mm -hmm. a relationship. And it's about like time to live for you, because. Yeah. You can find yourself people pleasing and doing things you don't want to do and things that don't make you happy and build resentments and all this crap. And it's a, it's, it's 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 more it's like a Rob Zombie kind of Manson kind of track. Yeah. Marilyn Manson, but it's dope. It's nice. sick. And it talks a lot about like, you know, just it's time to go out and do your thing. I, actually, I'll send you the track. Could you play it on here? I can. Yeah, absolutely. Let's okay. take a little pause and then we'll come back and we'll play it. All right, let's play it right now. Do you have it on your phone? No, I don't. But okay. oh, I didn't know if you did for editing purposes. Uh, I, I probably won't edit none of this shit. Okay, well, I'm going to send you the track, and we're going to okay. play it. Here we go. We're going to pause. We'll be right back, motherfuckers. All right, we are back. We got... Uh, this is uh, yeah. Rick Thorne, The Fire Inside. Let me get this uh, track pulled up. Oh, fuck. That's the wrong, wrong track. That's it. Yeah.
Yeah, dude. Dude, that that is sick. I love thanks, it, bro. man. Yeah, thanks, dude. My buddy Chris Gunn, he's he's awesome. He's engineer, producer. He did Freddie Negretti. Yeah, uh, man. I just heard. Record. Yeah. I just uh, listened to a bunch of the previews on iTunes of Freddie's stuff. I'm going to talk to him. He's going to be here tomorrow signing awesome. posters and CDs and shit. Yeah, and you know, I did a track on his record, too. Nice. Yeah, he asked me to collab with him. It's called Cali All Day. And that's how I met Chris Gunn. Okay. Um, but Chris is amazing. And, like, that song basically is about, you know, I was in a relationship for a long time, married, I have kids, I'm a single dad now, this, that, and the other. And once you, have you ever, if you, anyone out there has ever been in a relationship, and then once you get out of it and you work on you, and that doesn't mean go get another relationship or go party and go stuff all your pain and all this and that. It's like really face it. Because people say, oh, look in the mirror. No, like really look in the mirror. And when you start doing your own self-therapy and changing the way you think and identifying with you, have you ever gone back and been like, how could I ever be in a relationship with that person? Right. Because that person loved the old me. But the old me was pathetic to where the new me is now. Absolutely. It's like changing your eating habits or something. Like, I can't believe I used to eat that shitty, and I used to eat all that, but this tastes, it's like your taste, that's it, dude. Your taste buds change. Yes. And, like, that's what that song's about. It's like, I don't hate my ex. I wish her the best. She's the mother of my kids. Come on now. But I don't have any emotion for her. Mm -hmm. And not out of hatred, not out of It's about realizing that, like, wow, I don't have to people please to have you. Yeah, well, you know like, what? Why did I ever like the dustpan and is gone? I threw yeah. that out the door. I mean, the first line says, "I retired my cape for a microphone." It's <laughs> badass, dude. Yeah. That's what I live by. So, so just to make, just you know, just to put it out there, anybody listening, that's what that song's about. It's definitely not a vindictive "I hate you" song. It's hmm. about realizing that, like, wow, dude, like I was really that way. How could I ever be so stupid? Hmm. To be honest with you, like really. And then when you grow, that song's about growth to me. Hmm. Like, okay, it's time to hit the town, hmm. and like. I can't believe I used to put up with the stuff I used to put up with. So yeah, that, that's the way I write. Absolutely. Take a situation and make it positive. Yeah, you know what? I, that's positive I, in my eyes, you know. I've done the same thing. I, I was in a 16-year marriage, and I got four kids, and I got you divorced. Yeah. And I'm remarried now um, just over just over three years. Awesome. Going in my fourth year. And I love my, I love my wife. And, and awesome. I think it this way, and I was talking to her about it the other day. I don't want to have negative feelings even in my brain even in my mind you know so there's people i've decided to try to work and be mindful of not saying i dislike this person or i don't like that i just am going to categorize it as somebody that i'm gonna have in my life or not and if i don't have you in my life it doesn't mean that i dislike you i just don't need you in my life right you know when you're you're going through that when you know with kids it's like there's this whole kind of like you don't the, the unknown is always a bitch but you're like oh man like the fear of like where are the kids gonna go to school how are we gonna do this she's gonna take sure. me for this once you get past that fogginess and all this and that you realize that like life goes on dude and you can only make the best for your kids and for you but you come first yes i feel like if it doesn't make me happy i don't do it that's took, my whole new thing took me a long time to learn that yeah and, and i feel like i'm getting better at it every day awesome. trying to be more mindful of it and you know, it's it's cool to hear from other creative people and other you know people that are inspired that they go through those same things. Right. Oh know? yeah. No. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. oftentimes, as as artists, we hide in our deep dark spot and we don't want to come out, or even if we want to come out, we don't know how to come out. Right. You know, of of that place that is dark. And well, you use it as material. 
Absolutely. Why not? So yep. that, that goes back to what I said earlier. Music is therapeutic to me, mm -hmm. but I also want to move a crowd. Oh, dude, check it out. Uh, change the topic, but on music. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Elvis from the Transplants, he's putting together a uh, Rancid tribute record. Nice. Uh, Tim from Rancid, Tim Armstrong from Rancid approved it, this, that, and the other. And there's like about 30 bands on this double disc, and I got to cover the song. Uh, it comes out in December, Fall Back Down by Rancid. Get and the it's fuck sick. Out of here, dude, dude, it's sick. It's sick. And I felt really honored because there's, I can't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say who's on the record, but there's a lot of big bands that you're going to recognize yeah. on this double disc. And dude, I'm stoked. So my music has taken me from like, I've been on Sirius Radio. I was at LA Dodgers theme music in 2011. Mm -hmm. Warp tour events, charity events, this, that. Getting ready to do a UK tour in England. I titled the tour, It Just Got Real, Rick Thorne tour. Then in December, I'm doing the Hits and Pits tour in Australia. So it's like, People are starting now, after seven years, things take time, and starting to go, oh, this dude's pretty good at this. He's not just a BMXer in the X Games. Right. Because no one's never done it. Like, don't get me wrong, there's other people that play music. We said earlier, Adam Batten's amazing. He's a rad guitarist. There are a few people in BMX that have done it, but very few. Right. So when you start a band being a top X Games athlete, the first reaction is, oh, really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's skateboarding, Steve Cavallero, Mike Vallely yeah. and Dwayne Peters and Salva. Like these, right. these dudes, like those dudes are legit, right? Right. But even in skating, it, 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 there's a lot more bands, I think, in the skate world than coming from the BMX world. Mm -hmm. So it was new. And I think finally now people are starting to realize, like I've opened up for Pennywise, Guttermouth, Suicidal Tendencies, Pennywise, uh, the Black Pacific, Head PE, like list goes on and on and on. And it's really exciting to me because I, I feel like I'm the 12-year-old kid again that just started riding yeah. bikes, and I have all these dreams and ambitions uh -huh. about it. So I'm, it's, it's beautiful. It, like, re-sparked my spirit, dude. Yeah, I think— It's um, amazing to me. I love it. I think that when, you know, you have these, these other creative outlets that you get involved with as an artist, it takes people—you're a badass BMXer, you know? Uh, it takes people some time— to see that you're passionate about something else as well because they've only yeah. seen you in one capacity or this capacity right. as an athlete and then your other ventures but the music is something that pushes people emotionally well yeah music's the top of the food chain dude but like when i started hosting tv shows uh people go oh do you still ride people don't realize that like i was the first host for action sports matt hoffman did a couple episodes on espn but i was the first legitimate host for ESPN called X Today, and I still was competing. Yeah. Most people are done competing, and then they commentary, or, you know, commentate, and they, they. But I was doing all of it at once. Then when I went from my, I was always defensive, like, yeah, I ride a bike, man, I still ride. <laughs> then I went to that, I went into radio, and then people go, do you still host shows? I'm like, yeah, but they forgot about bikes. Then I did movies, and people still go, do you still do radio? Radio. <laughs> and I did, man, they're like, oh, do you still do? this you said and like people want to put you in one category sure. so they understand you but the key to it all of longevity is don't let them put you in any category right. dude and that's why that's why i think at the time we'll just talk about it that's why a lot of my peers at the time got super jealous of me because they didn't know i was doing all this other shit mm -hmm. i made more money off of tv and radio and and films than i ever did at bmx right but they don't but since the association's so close they go oh he got it from BMX. No, they got it because I'm an inter fucking entertainer, man. Yeah. You know, like, and they just got to twist it. So my point to it is, is that like, to be able to diversify yourself, and 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 now 
the initial thought was now that the momentum's going more with my music, it's like, yes, I'm serious about it. I'm not dabbling. I'm full throttle all day, every day, diving into it head, yeah. hardcore. It, it, I was going to say it shows. You hear it. Thanks, dude. You hear it in that shit that, you're, that you're putting your heart into it. And they're not going to let you in as easy as you like. See, just because I've done 9X games, I've done all this other stuff, they're not going to be open arms to music because you have to remember, music is the top of the food chain in all of it, in my opinion. Sure. Above movies, above sports, music. Who doesn't dream about being a rock star, being in a band, or touring, not even a rock star, just touring, being in a band, sure. getting paid doing it. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of things you just have to, and the reason I'm saying this is to any, and I'm not even at the level where I want to be musically yet. I'm talking about like globally. Okay, because I, I, I dream big. But you have to stick with it. You know how many bike riders I saw that were way better than me and just didn't have the drive to go and realize the work it took? Yeah. It's more than the tricks. It's more than the music. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like you have to just put your heart into it and stick with it because you're right there. You're almost there. You almost got it. But you just can't hang on anymore and you give up. If you just hung on two more years, dude, mm -hmm. you would have had so much come your way. Right. You know well, what I mean? it wasn't meant to come their way, you know, and it, the authentic, the authenticity of what you've done in your career shows through it's why you've done what you've done. Right. And it's that's important. Doing something from your heart and doing it authentically, I, I think, is. Yeah, man. And I'm just trying to motivate anybody out there. You know, this is just what works for me. Sure. Like, I just think that we can maximize our potentials as individuals a lot more. A lot of stuff is in your mind. Yeah. And once you clear your mind and your vision's not fuzzy about things and how you feel about yourself, sure. learn about vibrations. Absolutely. You know, and Bob Marley had it down, mm -hmm. uh, positive vibrations. You can never, this is just the sake of me being positive, Rick, right now. You can never get a positive result with a negative attachment. They can't occupy the same space. Right. So it's like just start telling yourself different stuff. What's up, bro? You start telling yourself different stuff. And, and all that stuff will come to Exa you. Exactly you why know? I try to ch why I try to be mindful to change my mentality about yeah. the, even even the speak. You know the ne that negative speak that you you know either talk about somebody or you're thinking about somebody. Fuck it, I don't want to think about that shit. No, I want to think about the positive shit that I want to do that I want to go and have. Right. You know and and it's easy to compare and get jealous and all this and that. Absolutely. I've done it too. I've done sure. it too, man. I have. Yeah. But I've learned that like the power of your own tongue and your speech. Mm -hmm. It's biblical, dude. It's not the new, man. It's yeah. been around forever. Like, you, you, what you say is what you get. And it's the power of your own words because it's what your subconscious hears will act out. And it's what the vibration you send into this universe mm -hmm. is what you'll get back. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, absolutely, you know I'm man. I'm down. I'm down with it, man. I'm, I'm right get, there I, with you. You know what? Every Friday, you can catch me at the uh, auditorium for my motivational speaking. <laughs> It's a hundred dollars a ticket, baby. Right, I got right. kids to feed, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Hey, where's the funnest place you traveled to? Place man, you like the best? The fun. It's crazy, dude, because everywhere's different. Like the similarity-wise, the closest Australia. Yeah. Food, culture, people, music, movies, da da da. But then, like, there's so many cool places. Like I've been to India, and you'll trip out on how people actually live. Or the Philippines, right. Malaysia, third world countries. Then you go to Japan, you're like, what? Hong Kong, you're like, huh? China's nuts. I mean, if I was to pick anywhere to travel, probably somewhere I've never been, but somewhere that I have been to live or just to hang out. I would say both. Where do you? Australia to live because it's so similar. Yeah. But like, but like, I love like, 
honestly, dude, I love California, hands down. Mm -hmm. uh, Southern California, I'm not from here. I've been here almost 20 years, so I could almost say that I'm pretty much from here. Yep. But it offers me things for my dreams and for the things it has, like, for me, speaking yeah. for me, it has everything that I want. Right. You know, pretty girls, good weather, beaches. Yeah. You can, you can you have to travel far, not too far to, to get certain things, to go to different cities from San Diego to Orange County and Long Beach to Ventura, yeah. et cetera. Even, I love San Francisco, too, all of California. A lot of diverse cultures all within a really close Yeah, and you got to put yourself somewhere that can help you dream. Yeah. Your, uh, help you where your dreams can come alive. Yeah. And, and so the reality is I wouldn't want to live anywhere but here, but the coolest place I traveled, it's hard to say, man, because everywhere's so different. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say one spot. Yeah. Like Japan's dope, but India's like crazy dope in a whole nother way. And then sure. like, and then Spain's like, wow, this is crazy. These people are cool. You know, it's like yeah. everything's different, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely, man. I love every, I love it all, man. I, there's a lot more left to be seen. That's for sure. Yeah. You What's know? next for you? The next date is a tour. Uh, the, it just got real tour in the UK. And then uh, I just did an appearance on, I've been doing a lot of appearances on shows, a lot of magazine coverage. I do, I host for Solo TV. Um, I also do, uh, I'm going to be coming out with my own video uh, podcast. Nice. Um, I can't say where or whatever, but it's going to be pretty dope. It's going to be yeah. pretty rad. And then also, too, uh, I do voiceovers for Sirius Radio for the Faction channel. Anybody check out Faction. I do all the stuff for the Jason Ellis show and Tony Hawk. I do nice. all the voiceovers for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, being a single dad, raising two kids, being a bike rider, a musician, an actor, a TV host, a, a this, that, and the other, you're, you're always exploring your work. Mm -hmm. And you got to layer it. So, like, I'm constantly consumed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even like this interview, I'm grateful and honored. Thanks. Yeah. No, my pleasure. So, it's my it's my honor. It means a lot to me. It does. Yeah. Uh, every, every, you know, Biggie Small said it best. Treat every opportunity as if it's your, your first because mm -hmm. that's called gratitude. And the second you stop <laughs> being yeah. grateful, the second then you wonder where everything went, you're going to be like, I should have enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean. absolutely. And you know what? That feeds perfectly into the reason if, if – this is the first time you're listening to this show. The reason I called it the Propaganda Podcast is because I wanted to propagate some positivity back into yeah. the tattoo community. And I think with his watered down and his kind of a lot of the bullshit that's in it, it's been in it and it is in it, you have to take it back and you have to be positive and you have to put that back out there. So, you man, do. I appreciate it. It's just right in the vein of what I'm doing here. Awesome. Thank you, Rick, for coming on. I'm going to give a quick shout out yeah. to my sponsors. Do it. Also, too, I do a lot of work with Monster Energy, obviously Solon, and then uh, GoPro and uh, noisy sunglasses. Uh, those guys all help me out a lot. And nice. like, I just gotta always give them props because they help me, you know, they help facilitate me to help follow my dreams and support me. So thanks guys. Yeah, and everyone listening, keep listening. This dude's right shit, yo. Uh. <laughs> thanks Rick, I appreciate it, man. All right, thanks brother. Yep, bye-bye. All right, bye.